I have heard that the first rule of comedy, besides impeccable timing, is this. Don't explain the joke. The moment the comedian begins explaining the joke, they're no longer a comedian. The moment the comedian begins explaining the joke, the little humor left evaporates. It nearly goes without saying that the preacher, the priest, the pastor, when she or they explain something in a sermon, kills the thing they are explaining. If the joke being explained is no longer funny, the doctrine being explained is no longer mysterious, a cherished reality that God alone reveals. In her 2017 essay about why she drags her children to her family's Catholic parish every Sunday, Dorothy Fortenberry, a playwright and screenwriter, has a line about the Trinity and the creeds that I return to often. Quote, I like being Catholic because long ago, people who were smarter than me and thought about it much longer than I have time to figured out what I'm supposed to believe. <laughs> All I have to do is show up and recite a long list that starts with, I believe, and ends with the title of a Mountain Goats album. Eight o'clock didn't laugh about that either. <laughs> so when I preach this sermon next year, I'm gonna leave that line out. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that out because it just didn't land. And I'm, I'm gonna let Dorothy know that, that that didn't land with my congregation. She goes on to say, whether I actually believe all the stuff about Jesus and Mary and light from light, true God from true God varies. Most of the time I do, I think. Sometimes I don't, end quote. Dorothy Fordenberry, who I might add, formerly wrote for and produced the Hulu series, The Handmaid's Tale, illustrates the tension of statements, doctrines, teachings, and summaries of faith that feel abstract at best and irrelevant at worst. When a Christian prays, when a Christian person prays, when you pray or when I pray, and the cover of your leaflet, a reproduction of Andrei Rublev's Trinity, alludes to this, he, she, or they are enfolded by, engulfed by, and immersed in the life of the Trinity. A lot is happening when we pray. God, the one in three. God, the three in one. 
It has long been the church's teaching that the individual or community at prayer is addressing the source of energy Jesus calls Father by the intercession and mediation of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. Said another way, when you or I pray, the Holy Spirit's power is enabling us to rest in the prayer of Jesus as we delight in the presence of our maker and creator. Whichever way that sequence is arranged, one begins to trace out a circular motion with an indiscernible beginning and an imperceptible end. Liturgical scholars are keen to remind us that Holy Communion, the Holy Eucharist, the Mass, the Lord's Supper, however you refer to it, is the repeatable dimension of Holy Baptism, a strengthening of the bond forged by God in the waters of baptism. When you were baptized, when I was baptized, someone said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's not a denominational copyright. The water came rushing back over us just a moment ago when we heard Richard say, blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When you and I were baptized, it was because God, Father, Mother, Maker of us all, God spoke a capital W word of invitation into us through the tender mercy of Jesus Christ, plunged us in the waters of baptism, and filled us with God, the Holy Spirit. The Trinity was spoken over you when you were baptized. The Trinity was spoken into you. And when you kneel or stand to receive bread and wine in just a few minutes, you will enter once again into that single circular motion of love at the core of your being. One of the challenges of talking about prayer or the sacraments or the Trinity in a consumeristic, wellness-obsessed, and self-help-addicted culture is that when a person inquires about these things or inquires about prayer in particular, they are often asking for a performance evaluation. What should I say? Have I said the right things? What should I do? Have I done the right things when I pray? How should I perform when I pray? What if I don't have the right words when I pray? Each one is a well-meaning, consumer-driven question. We're talking about prayer, not your new Tesla. In light of the Trinity, however, prayer is not a performance. Prayer is not devout theater. Prayer is being with and being before God. 
Prayer suspends the assumption that you are a human doing and reminds you that you are quite actually a human being. A human being. There is nothing to say. There is nothing to do. There is nothing to perform. Simply, and that is easier said than done, simply allow yourself to be beheld, gazed upon by the one Jesus calls Father. God. Simply allow yourself to be quiet enough to hear the prayer that Jesus right now is praying inside of you. Let go of ambition and perfection long enough to allow God the Holy Spirit to take care of the groans and the moans within you that are too deep for words. It is in prayer, as the Welsh poet and Archbishop Rowan Williams is fond of saying, that God happens, that God happens to us, that the life of the Trinity becomes our life. This might be the opportune place to conclude. Mystics, prophets, and other practitioners of Christian faith, songwriters, poets, you name it, have long said that mystery is mystery, not because it is unknowable. Mystery is mystery because it is God who does the hiding, and it is God who does the revealing. That is mystery. Any priest that stands in front of you and says, we're not going to talk about the Trinity today or any Sunday because it's unknowable is lazy. Lazy. Go to another church. (laughs) Put them out of business. And that is God's invitation to us on this Trinity Sunday. To be confused. Sometimes we come to church for clarity, and sometimes we come to church to be confused, to be perplexed, to be humbled enough of this mystery, to be so in awe of this mystery, to be so intoxicated by this triune mystery that we are left with nothing but praise, but adoration, but worship, praise for the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, praise for the only Son of God through whom all things were made, praise for the Holy Spirit, life giver, who holds the prophets close enough to God's bosom that the words they utter are echoes of the word incarnate, Jesus Christ, our judge and our hope. And we are drawn once again into the ever-deepening waters of baptism, nourished at this altar just behind me, so richly that we ourselves become the sacrament for the world, the very sacrament that we receive. And it suddenly dawns on us that, oh, yes, oh, wow, this is actually more than a doctrine. It's a dance. Amen.